Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. How much gold do we have? It sounds to me like they think they found this stuff. Jack's definitely not worried about money. Okay, all right. So what do we have here? You're not expecting me to pull out my things. you got to help me out here, Kraloth. That might be the same value as that box. Oh, is this all you guys have? Jack's just over there eating the shrimp ring. He's like, huh? But no, but yes. Ugh. The Nightstone 4 Bazaar is open for business. Ah! Now, let the real bidding begin. We have many things you could like. All is for sale. Make an offer. Welcome back to Dice Shame. This is episode 123, Drive a Hard Bargain. MVP this week is Zeros, one of our new patrons and someone who's made themselves at home on our Discord. Thank you so much for joining us, Zeros. You're amongst friends. The Anansi Chronicles is a podcast about stories from a forgotten people. 
While season one and two are a little different, the show focuses on history and Afrocentric fantasy rooted in the black experience. This latest season tells stories from the ancient kingdom of Mali to the first black republic of Haiti. So gather around the fire on the first Monday of every month for the Anansi Chronicles. You can check them out at anansipod.com. That's A-N-A-N-S-I-P-O-D.com. Yeah, check them out. All right, shall we play some D&D? Yeah, let's do it. You've retraced your steps upriver to the smoking wreckage of the airship and found pieces of the ruin, an oily black stain on the snow, smoking and smoldering in the morning light. It would seem, though, that you are not the first ones to arrive at the site for salvage, spotting the footprints of some small creatures, and then one of the giant artifacts being carried into the woods. You're tracking them at a distance. Red, how far away are you staying from these scavengers? Far enough to not be seen. I don't want to let it out of my sight, though. Well, I can see 600 feet, though. So, like, I'm. But this is a very close forest. The yeah. trees grow. Yeah, but when tracking creatures learn their exact number, size, and how long ago they passed, they're not going to escape me unless it's magical. So, we can hang back literally as far as we want. Kraloth is going to fold back even further and let Red do most of the tracking and Jack as well. And Oh, no, I'm, I'm not good at that. Oh, okay. Yeah, just let red track and kind of follow in the general direction and yep. try to keep up with red. But yeah. yeah, I think red is far enough ahead too. And every once in a while, you guys are following red's track and you'll find like a small piece of red wool just like shoved into bark. Nice. And that's like the track that red is keeping for you guys to follow. And red's just literally reaching the bag of holding from a spool of wool that he bought in Yarder and he's just sort of hooking it around some of the like craggly ends of a piece of bark. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Nice. Cool. Harlan, inspiration. Oh, thank you. Red, with your tracking prowess, you're able to determine as you follow this floating shield through the woods at a distance of approximately 600 feet that it is being carried by four small creatures. Cool. Well, I'm going to keep following. Presumably, they're taking it somewhere. Yeah. You follow for about 15 to 20 minutes. And then you begin to hear, coming from just up ahead, some tiny grunts of effort. It seems like maybe they've stopped and you're coming upon them. Okay, cool. Red will tie off a piece of wool in an X on the tree, and he'll move up a little bit more and crouch and just sort of watch. Maybe even climb a tree to try to get a bird's eye view of what exactly is happening. Roll stealth check. Happily. You know what? I'll cast Pass Without Trace. Because why not? Great job on casting Pass Without Trace, Harlan. Because I rolled a two. Oh, no. Uh Which makes it a 19. (laughs) So 19 stealth. (laughs) I was like, do I need to? Yeah, let's do it. You climb the tree silently. And you observe a small clearing from above. You see some strange little creatures busily moving around the perimeter of this shield as they try to stuff it into a hole in the ground, although the hole is far too small for the shield. These creatures are unique. You've never seen them before. They're about two feet tall, and they hop on two little gray furred goat legs. Their torsos are muscular. They look like they could be dwarven or gnomish, Though they're covered with a shaggy blue mane, and they speak to each other sharply, 
in a language I don't believe you understand. Cool. Are there any weapons amongst them? Not that you see. And as you watch, you know that you have maybe another minute before your companions arrive at your rear. You see them begin to proficiently burrow into the ground, making wider the hole of this entrance Mm. through sheer rock. Wow. I think Red moves back down and waits for his companions. And as they arrive, he sort of crouches and says, Two feet tall, they seem to hop on goat legs, uh, muscly, gnomish, blue manes. I don't recognize them, but I don't think they mean to do us harm. I, mm. I think maybe we can just ask and negotiate for these back. Mm. Find out what their intentions with the shield are. I say we try the social approach. Mm. Gnomes. Do, do we speak a language with them? I don't know. I didn't recognize it. Hmm. They're digging a hole bigger. I think we should move fast before they get underground. Okay. Okay, come on. We'll all go together. All right. Yep. And Red stands up and no longer worrying about being sneaky, removes pass without trace and sort of on the edge of the clearing calls out, Hello! Where are you going with those uh, large relics? And we just walk into the clearing to where they are. Cool. These four little creatures stop what they're doing and hop to face you. Hello. One of them hops forward and starts to dance at you. It dances a fierce little jig. (laughs) Right. Kicking up snow and ash and its substantial mane whirling around behind it. And with its little dance, it gives a tiny speech in Dwarvish. Who understands Dwarvish? Of course I do. Kraloth does. All right. Kraloth and Doran. The creature says, Hello, tall folk. You are early for the bazaar. Please return to trade with us tomorrow. Oh, they... what do they say? And they're like dancing, kind of like how bees dance to communicate. Cool. It's like punctuates their little sentence with like a little... I imagine Kieran running forward and hop and like running a circle around this thing as it's dancing. And they and stab it to, to death. dance with it. <laughs> <laughs> Doran turns, looking knowingly at Kraloth and says to the other two, Red and Jack, he says, uh, well, uh, it sounds to me like they think they've found this stuff um, and it's theirs and they, they're they going to take it to their bazaar uh, mm. for trading. So I... Uh, mm. And Red sort of gestures for Kraloth and Doran mm. to sort it out. Like, we got you back. Figure out what they want for them. Well, uh, what kind of currency do you accept at this bazaar? We accept gold. Little dance. We accept silver. More dancing. <laughs> Gems of all kinds. Well, hey, listen. Uh, y- you can do all the work and effort of taking it back to your bazaar and putting it up for sale and hoping somebody will buy it. Or uh, we can do a trade right here, right now. Um, we've got some gold. And he looks at Kraloth and kind of gives a, mm-hmm. a nod. Yeah. And uh, we'd be happy to... Do a trade right here, right now. Mm. All four of these creatures now start to dance in unison. And they say, um, We have many things you could like. This sled, nice iron window, steel furnace, all is for sale. Make an offer. Uh, are there other items around? Or are they... There are a bunch of drag marks leading down into this burrow. And a lot of footprints. It would seem that many things have been dragged from this crash site into this hole in the ground. Okay. What do they want, guys? What are you, what are you talking about? Uh, well, they don't realize that we want uh, these specific relics. They think it's a sled, though. 
So yeah, did you tell them that it's ours? That they that they took it unwillingly? Well, they're scavengers and they're looking to sell this stuff. Um, and I'm kind of wondering now whether we tell them that what we want and why we want it, or if we just pay for it. What do you guys think? Well, maybe devalue them. Like, if you can convince them that what they have mm. is really worthless, that might be a good play. What? What? What are they? Do, you, well, they're gnomes. Did you? Darn. Did you want to roll um, a nature check, Jack? I'd love to. Aren't they? Nope. Gnomes don't have goat feet. Typically, you never seen a gnome fucking break moves like this. <laughs> Gnomes can't dance canonically. Oh, 29. Jack, you've heard of these creatures before. You've never met them because they are quite rare. Uh-huh. These are called the Corrid. Ah. They belong to insular subterranean communities, something like a mix between a rock gnome and a satyr. They're accomplished tunnelers. They're known to be innately magical. Dorian, I don't, I don't think they're gnomes. I think they're corids. You must have heard of them. They're, they're from underground. Oh, these are, you know, I've learned about them. And they're, they're a little underground. I don't know if you've heard of them. But <laughs> a little <laughs> underground. Good one. Uh, I've only heard of them. I've never seen them. Mm. Very interesting. A couple of them have gone down into the burrow now, and more are coming out, and they're starting to display other wares from the ship that clearly have been scavenged from the wreckage. And maybe- my rocks, <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, guys! How much gold do we have? Two thousand. Okay, I will give you two thousand for those rocks. <laughs> There's uh, ten of them now in this clearing, and they're displaying. Ooh. Just nice pieces of carved figurehead that were part of the prow of the ship, and you, you know what I mean. So my understanding was that the the bazaar was happening tomorrow. Are we? They're or? telling you that they would have been arranging to sell these to the community at large in something called their bazaar, but that was scheduled for tomorrow. And that if you guys are interested in buying stuff now, they'll bring it all out for you. Oh, Seems like they're willing great. to, yeah, private sale. Jack waves his hand, and the images of the giant relics we're looking for appear. Wait, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. And Red stops Jack from casting the spell. Jack, and Red turns, he's like, first rule of negotiations, you never want them to know what we want and what we're willing to pay for. we got to devalue them. Mm. And it's interesting, because I'm a guild artisan, mm-hmm. so I'm the only person that has like that, that financial like trading history. I, I mean, Doran also has history as a craftsperson, but maybe yeah, not the true. same mercantile sensibilities as you do. Yeah. Jack's definitely not worried about money. He's usually the one saying, I want this. Go get it for me. I'll pay you yeah, for it. Yeah, very true. Yeah. And, but my understanding is we can't see all of the giant relics we're looking for. We saw the one, but we can't you see the You saw the, the shield. Ones. You did not see the bull. Well, we should make sure they have them. Like, we don't know yeah. that they have the things we're looking yeah, for. Yeah, that's right. We don't know if they even have them, Doran. So, so mm. find out if they have them and then, and then devalue them so we can, you know, make mm. some good money. Yeah, okay. Right, so we can get them for cheap. Well, you got to help me out here, Kraloth, because uh, yeah, I'm not quite the best negotiator. And uh, unfortunately, we're the only ones that speak the language. Yeah, okay. Kraloth nods, and something changes in his posture. And he smiles and walks towards these wares and says, Okay, all right, so what do we have here in Dwarven? Looks like we got some, uh, oh, looks like that's some sort of bool, uh, some rocks, uh, 
A sled, a very heavy sled at that. Big sled, but heavy. Oh, is this all you guys have? It's not going to be much of a bazaar. Yeah. A couple of the creatures shake and jump in indignation and rustle their hair at you. Uh, all right. We have lots. What did you say? Why'd you piss them off? Uh, well, I'm just... Um, and uh, he says, well, I mean, we come from very far away. We've been to big cities that span for miles with mm-hmm. thousands upon thousands of people all crammed into one marketplace with the best items that mm. you could ever imagine. Shiny gold. And yes. Big, powerful weapons. Doran's standing next to Kraloth, and he's also helping to embellish. Big, big. Yeah. Powerful, powerful. They must be telling them about the giant fight. I say to Jack. And what we're just showing us right now is, uh, it's it's nice, right? Yeah, yeah, it's nice, but... But we would just like to see more. I mean, we we have gold. And we're willing to spend it, but quite frankly, from what we're seeing in front of us right now, I don't think that there's anything really that we no. would be terribly interested in. Perhaps if you showed us a bit more, we would be a bit more eager. Roll persuasion. Yeah. All right. Good one. With yeah. disadvantage. <laughs> disadvantage? Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm going to use my inspiration. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. And... Oh, that's a seven. Oh, no. All right. Damn. Damn it. One of the creatures hops over and says, He's poking fun at you, cud. Leave him alone and give us a hand bringing this back. And they take either side of the bull that they had just brought up out of the depths of the hole. And two of these tiny creatures are able to heft the giant boulder together. It would appear that they are extremely strong and they begin to sort of shuffle backwards into the hole. Even them dragging a huge piece of furniture seems like a weird dance. What did you say to them, Kraloth? Don't bring it back out. That's the one. You're up, Doran. It's the bull. It's right there. And Jack casts an illusion in front of him showing the giant artifacts we're looking for. This is what we're looking for, he sort of frantically says in in common to them. Tell them this is what we want. He's okay, okay, stop, stop, stop. Listen, we thought that maybe just telling you the truth, we wouldn't get what we want. It's It's been happening, you know, almost every turn we take. We've got people that don't want to give us what we need, but we're looking for that, and, and we're looking for that, and that thing, and that thing. And listen, we, this is our ship that, that came down, and we're really been willing to pay you for it, but we, we need these things. It's very important to us. And Doran's pointing at all the artifacts that are sitting there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think Red nudges Kraloth, and he's just like, "Hey, do you see how how they picked them up? Maybe, maybe work in a way that they could help us transport them too. Because ah. even if we got them, we don't have a way where we could do it." And Doran even hears that you you kind of whispering that over to Kraloth, and and even I don't know why I'm whispering; they can't understand me. <laughs> you're incredibly strong beings. Perhaps you could even help us, and and. We'd pay, we'd pay you to help us. And a moving fee. Doran kind of looks back and starts nodding at the other three. We'll, we'll, pay, we'll pay them to help us, won't we? To help us move these things. Yes. Yes, we'll help you. And so, uh, I feel like Doran's convincing himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I am sorry. I meant no disrespect. Uh, I, we do 
want these items, and you seem like fine folk, and you've collected a wonderful collection of items that that we could use. So we are here to barter. Please don't bring them down. One of the Corrid starts a kind of step dance, joined by the Corrid behind him and the Corrid behind her, until three of them are dancing in unison. And one of them says, That would save us having to set up the bazaar. All right, let's make a deal. All right, so the items that we have in front of us are the shield, the bool. Mm -hmm. There are a couple of rings of metal that were used to reinforce portholes, like windows on the side of the airship that they've scavenged. There's even a couple of pieces of wood that are still attached to these iron portholes that they've pulled off. There are some carved pieces of wood, the ends of banisters that had been worked into dragon figures. And there's the front of the steel furnace that had been, until last night, holding the fire elemental. Hmm. And Kraloth just subtly is going to go back and and talk with Red, but just say, uh, just cover myself up for a minute here while I cast, and he's going to cast Detect Magic on himself, mm. kind of discreetly, mm-hmm. and then walk Smart. back over to these these items. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a residue of magic on the furnace. Yeah, I thought there might be. Well, uh... If you don't mind, let us let us take a moment to uh, inspect these wares. They are fine wares. Jack, why don't you come take a look at this uh, this here furnace? This is what was you recognize this, right? Mm. Yeah, this is this is what contained the elemental. Yeah, that's right. Um, detecting some magical residue, maybe some arcana knowledge would be helpful here. And I'll take a look at this pot. <laughs> I, I mean, mm. if we get. There are also a bunch of like shoes that the all the cultists had been wearing, and now you remember, like, oh yeah, none of the corpses that we saw were wearing shoes. Yeah, Red's just going through shoes. <laughs> if we've got room in the in the bag of holding, maybe maybe there's something we could do with the with this enchanted metal later. It, it certainly mm-hmm. might take take a spell easier if we if we there might be something we could do with that. I've, I've been thinking about it. So just to recap, we've got two artifacts, and then the the. The other thing of value that I'm seeing is the the grate. The third giant artifact is the broken mask, the which is in the bag of holding. Oh, so what uh, What do you suppose that this sled is worth? You ask one of these creatures, one of the Korid? Yeah. For this sled, 1,000 gold. Oh, mm. oh. Mm. A thousand. No. Shimmy, 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 shimmy. Can we, can we negotiate here? I'd be willing to trade him the decanter of endless water for all the stuff. I mean, yeah, they they nod and wait for your counter offer. What are they saying? What? How much gold coins do we have? What? Oh, we only have about 1,800. What if we propose this? We've been traveling, as I mentioned before, for a long time. Would you give us a few moments to gather a little bit of a bazaar of our own? Oh, When oh. was the last time you got to attend a bazaar of items brought from very Ooh. far away? That's genius. Yes. <laughs> Kraloth, inspiration. Hey! The creatures begin to cavort and dance wildly in the clearing, and they start scooting their treasures over to make way for your counter-offer treasures, your own tiny bazaar. And then all three of you look at Red. He's like, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. And he's like clutching the bag. He's like, what? 
What? Uh, what? What do you mean, bizarre? You, you, what do you guys have to offer? You know, you yeah. don't, you're not <laughs> expecting me to pull out my things. Smash cut to... Jack makes a big sign that says Bazaar of the Nightstone 4 that floats above us. I love it. I love it. So, after a few moments, lay down on a table, we see the following. Two sets of manacles, a single copper piece pouch, a set of thieves' tools, silver darts, a hair of a cloud giant in a small glass bottle, a half skull of a human, a series of cloaks and masks that belong to various cultists, (laughs) a book about dragons by Chaz Lothiargorn, a very aged, dry-aged boar. <laughs> the top of a stone sculpture. A set of bone dice. A piece of bearskin taxidermy that would be a toy for a giant. The used tree-calling device, which I feel like in its own sense would be ornate. Mm-hmm. A set of scale mail. An infernal puzzle box that has already Ooh. been opened. And I think Red, as he's pulling all this out, he stops and he looks at the infernal puzzle box and he turns his back and he takes the wood coin out and slits it into his pocket and then he takes that mood ring that Doran had and he drops it into the box and closes it Mm. and then puts it on display as well. And a wooden rocking chair and a halfling statue. And he puts all of these out and then he takes the bone dice back because I don't want to lose this. (laughs) (laughs) Jack pulls out of his pouch a large brass mug with a jade inlay that... uh, Michelos Caldwelli from the Storm Breath Caldwellis had made, and a whalebone <laughs> statue that we found from the Karneski tribe that was uh, we found in the Aerialist's Tower, and, and adds them as well. Kraloth does a couple things. First off, he pulls out his tambourine, and <laughs> with little affect, he places it on the table, oh. and then says, what else? Uh, and then he spends a second... Uh, mutters a few words to himself and casts create food and water and creates a little feast oh. that they can come over with some hot chocolate and some oh. different oh. appetizers <laughs> and baked goods. And a winter fair bazaar. Yeah. Oh, That's awesome. and, great. Yeah. And yeah, writes a little best. sign in left hand writing that says free for customers. <laughs> oh, man. And as you guys are setting out all this stuff, obviously these Corrid are like, uh, uh, Losing oh, their minds. oh, we're doing the bazaar now. Oh, we're doing the bazaar now. And they're like <laughs> getting all their little shit out of the hole and they're unrolling like a weird rug that's made out of their own hair. Yeah. And just oh. they have like their own like little weird <laughs> I want Doran is so convinced by all of it. He's like, oh man, these guys really brought their Doran, rigging. Doran starts cutting off locks of his own hair and tying them in a little yeah. red yard. <laughs> There's a really strange implement that they bring out and set on the ground on this strange woven carpet. It's so it's a broom, but it's essentially metal. Mm. So this long metal pole and then these wisps of platinum fiber that come off of the end. Oh. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a weird chimney sweep. Must situation. be a metal detector. Is it or magical? Or a magic detector? No. So, not oh, magical. Okay. This is a deep, deep Chimney cleaner for a mountain um, fireplace. For a deep, deep chimney sweep. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) To get the deepest clean. So before we open our bazaar, Red sort of huddles with the others. He's like, look, is there any way uh, we can give me a way to communicate with these things? Because I feel like we want our salesmen out front, but I'm useless here. Well, I'm sure that you've you've interacted with people that didn't speak your language when you were selling your... Your artisan goods? All the time. All the time. I'm sure there's a way you could communicate with them with like a bartering system. 
Well, the seller has all the power, right? So, I mean, if they're buying something, for sure. Yeah, okay. And Red turns around, and I feel like we're sort of like frozen in that genie at the end of Friend Like Me, (laughs) where there's like a blinking line and everything's sort of set up really good. We just hold that pose for a second before Jack snaps his fingers and the little open sign goes... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Come on down, friends. The Nightstone 4 Bazaar is open for business. Okay. But it's spelled bizarre, and the like A is crossed out, and it's bazaar, like yeah. as if we're part of the joke. Mm. So Red wants to like walk them through the items mm-hmm. using very simple words. I feel like Doran standing next to him, like sort of doing things, mm-hmm. but he's very purposefully not. He's sort of like moving past the infernal puzzle box, you know, mm-hmm. because it is absolutely hands down the most gorgeous thing on display. Mm-hmm. And and what Red's trying to do is deceive them. What he's trying to do is make it seem like the Infernal Puzzle Box is something that he doesn't want to part with, Mm -hmm. which is partly true. Reverse psychology? A hundred percent. And it's even set back a little bit, as if it's not for sale. And he sort of moves Mm. past it, you know, and doing it in a very purposeful way in hopes that they ask about it. Mm -hmm. So as Red starts, he begins to dance. And Red does his, like, famous two-step. He's like, well, this is the bazaar, and I hope that you enjoy. And he's, like, doing a little side-to-side shuffle as he's going through each of the items. Mm. So you're taking like a little crew of these cord around and Red, as you begin to dance, you attract the attention of the other sellers uh, Mm. in the bizarre area until the next time you turn around, they are all gathered around you, wrapped with attention as you dance and you show off each of these items. Yeah. And punctuating red's dancing doran i imagine is giving a one or two word explanation of what each individual item is Mm -hmm. and you see little hands start to shoot up and red sort of stops dancing points to them and then dances says what can we help you with and then he nudges doran says dance as you translate It seems like they're almost placing their bids on something. Like they're starting an internal auction process. Ah. And they're discussing prices amongst each other to decide who wants each item specifically and what's the price they're willing to pay for it. And Mm. they are beginning to ratchet up the prices just amongst each other. Someone saying 20 gold, 30 gold, 40 gold, 50 gold. As we're moving through it, Red sort of, again, I want to move past the Infernal Puzzle Box. In fact, what Red does is he moves past it, sort of dancing, and then he he looks down at it with a shocked face. And he goes, oh, and he takes it back and tucks it under, as if it was an accident. One of the cores leaps at you and clings from your arm, the arm that's holding this puzzle box, and tries <laughs> to bring it back down to earth to put this puzzle box on the ground. And Red sort of like, oh, oh, holds his hands up, and dancing says, so sorry, my friends, this is something far, far too valuable, Red says as he dances. I don't know why I'm dancing in real life. <laughs> it helps, it helps. I'm dancing too. I know, yeah. but it's worse for audio. I know, I know. <laughs> it's fun for playing. real cadence. Hey. Anyway, so yeah, he and as this little guy is fighting to put it back red puts it back on the on the table with like hands up sort of like oh fair fair enough you you got it from me you you got the most valuable piece that we have rolled deception with advantage happily 17 a couple of these creatures start putting up their hands they're interested in the puzzle box Mm. they're throwing out figures 250 300 350. And Red, like hearing this from Doran, sort of laughs a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> 250. And he and he holds it out, almost like very presenting it for a moment, and holds a hand up to silence them. And then and then he holds it for a second, waiting for them to calm, and then he shakes it. And you hear the rattle. 
you hear the rattle of something in there. And that's like the double sell. That's like the, oh, guys, you don't know what you're in for. And then he just does one rattle and really sells it. They all emit simultaneously the sound of boiling water in surprise. (laughs) And Red places it back down and says, now let the real bidding begin. Doran turns to the other three and he says, I don't think we're going to have a problem selling them any of this stuff. But, uh, you know, I'd rather not break our own bank trying to uh, buy our own stuff back. Mm-hmm. I guess it'll all balance out in the wash. Maybe at this point, Doran opens his eyes wide at the box as as, ja- as Red is holding the box and he says no no and he puts his arms up and he says no yes yeah we do a little uh, like a little play and and red turns back and he's like no we have to we oh and we're like fighting over the box a little bit like with every thrust of it going out towards the crowd they're like oh 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 as it's like going forward and back and forward and back and red eventually like shakes his head we're like acting it out and red like turns away and he's like no dorin yeah we must and he places it back down as they're like salivating. No, no, Doran's saying no. And then he looks at Jack and he kind of gives a, a wink. Jack sips hot chocolate. Maybe <laughs> speaking meta, what, I, what I'm looking for is like either Jack or Kraloth to like go and point at the things we need. You know? oh, oh, I see. I, Jack takes a sip of the, of the hot chocolate from the, the table of delights. and So cute. Yeah. Jack's just over there eating the shrimp ring. He's like, huh? You listen, if there's a shrimp ring, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta go for it. Uh, he, he finds a napkin, cleans himself up, and uh, at Doran's kind of nod and a wink, he walks over and sort of points at the, at the three things, the furnace and the, the bull and the shield, and sort of says, what about a trade for these? That might be the same value as that box, maybe. Mm. I mean, we'd be, we'd be losing money, but... And then Doran kind of does this... Uh, it continues the charade a bit, and he looks at Jack, pointing at the artifacts that we need, and then he looks at Red holding the mystery box, and he he kind of does a, a shift in between, and he says, but no, but yes, but no, but yes. Ugh. What do they say? The Chorids pull a new carpet out from the burrow and unroll it on the snow in this clearing. And they place on one side of the carpet the boule, the shield, which they're calling the sled, Mm. and this door of the furnace. And they gesture at you to put the puzzle box. And then they also gesture for the silvered darts in the box, the wooden rocking chair. And they gesture at the brass mug with jade inlay and those four items sitting on the carpet against their three offered items okay they stand back in a semicircle and as one look up expectantly at the four of you red picks up the box with a sigh and walks over and puts it down Doran kind of goes up and he says no 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 takes the box off Kraloth walks over, and in Dwarven, he puts a hand on Doran's shoulder and says, In Dwarven, the reason that my friend doesn't want to part with this item is that it holds magical powers. Yeah. Uh, And it's something that we haven't quite figured out yet, but there's something very magical 
and powerful about this box, and we have no idea how it was constructed, and my friend here is very interested in how things are constructed. All of these items work for us, mm-hmm. but on top of this, because of the, the rarity and the value of this magical quality, we would ask that you help us transport these goods to our vessel. And I think just to finalize that off, Doran releases the box into Kraloth's hands and then turns around and throws his arms up in the air and gives a huff while giving a smile and a wink to mm-hmm. whoever's standing behind me, I guess Jack. One of the creatures holds it in both of their furry little hands and looks it over on all six sides and says, Infernal iron and horn. Yes, this is valuable. We will make the trade. Mm. Well, it looks like we have ourselves a deal. And Kraloth holds out a hand to shake. The creature's hair begins to rise up of its own accord, twists itself up into this strange shape, and wraps your whole forearm in a series of intricate knots. This is the most interesting trade I've ever done. Mm. And then the pact complete, they erupt into a massive jigging dance <laughs> all around you in the clearing. <laughs> and the water boils over. <laughs> With the assistance of this small tribe of creatures, the cord, they help you carry the heaviest items, the bull, the furnace, and this giant shield. And once again, you're astounded by their strength, despite the fact that they are these small creatures they seem to possess more strength than any two of you combined they hustle your treasures down to the riverbank to where the site of this crash is and as you pass by the scene of destruction you see more of these creatures bustling around in the wreckage scavenging for whatever they can and as red you unfold the boat They load up your treasures and they set you off on your way south down the river. Thank you once again to our wonderful Patreon supporters, Christopher Ryan Evans, Merlin, Mitchell Cadwell, Michael and Brianna Weber, Colin Burkhart, Daniel, Doug, Gray, Jackie and Rain, Jessica Orrit, Jonah Goldman, Melanie Shian, Lars and Mary Kaniski. See you soon! Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.